Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wrestling Rehab Up live pay-per-view reactions. Uh, I'm your host, Mari Forth, and with me, as always, Mr. Matt Scott. Matt, how's it going? Oh, I am live. I am extreme, and it, it's good. It was a good show tonight. Yes, we will be giving our live reactions and recapping the Extreme Rules pay-per-view and um, possibly taking some um, listener questions. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, this was this was a pretty good show. Like, it was like, I mean, this is that time of the year where it's like, this is can be like the down portion of the year. You know, we're past WrestleMania, mm-hmm. we're past SummerSlam. You know, it's football season, so they're they're up against tough odds and so mm-hmm. this was actually a really good pay-per-view though for like a, a off-season if you will type of type of pay-per-view what did you think? yeah yeah they probably should have just called it like vengeance or backlash or something yeah. that didn't <laughs> imply that there would be a ton of extreme rules matches but right beyond that it was actually a really solid show and i think the it was interesting from the beginning, but it really, I felt, picked up along the way, which was really nice. Yes, it definitely felt like, um, like I loved all the match placements. I didn't feel like anything was, like, stifled or, or like, the, the energy, you know, mm-hmm. dipped or anything like that. Um, but I, I would say this oh. would probably be, if I, no, 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 I would, I'm, I'm saying it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say this would probably be a solid like B, my maybe B minus paper. Yeah, like it was, yeah. it was solid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like, what would even be an A truly? Like, I I can't right. think of the last like full on A pay per view, and maybe I just I, I'm not able to remember because you know Panini's Panama Sunrises, yeah. um, the panties, all that. What, is that what people call? I don't know. Anyway, we'll keep the, going. The, Panera, so, the pandemic. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I, but I, I think that this was really awesome and it really did feel like they were stepping up their game for whatever reason. I got that mm-hmm. vibe from WWE lately as it is. So this was in line with that. Yeah, I think, well, I think SummerSlam was pretty good. Yeah, SummerSlam was SummerSlam was really good, but I, I also feel like across the board, this was stepping it up. Like we'll talk about the different matches, but mm-hmm. like I was really pleasantly surprised with so many of them. Like certain mm-hmm. matches got um more time than I was expecting. I think that there's one match that I'm sure that we'll talk about where I feel like this was the performer's best match of the year, in my opinion, but we will oh. we will get to that. All right, yeah, we might as well get to it. So we'll definitely start off with the pre-show match. It was announced yeah. literally today that it'd be on the pre-show, but Liv Morgan versus Carmella was on the pre-show. Came on yeah. about like seven thirty, like seven thirty-eight ish. Right. Right. Um, yeah. This match? Yeah, I I was looking at the time. I was like, No, I think that was I think you're exactly right too. Because normally 
Yeah, because sometimes with the pre-shows, like, because I didn't want to watch the pre-show, so I was mm-hmm. I was waiting for their match. That's why I was trying to figure out yeah. when it would come on, because I also, yeah. like, wanted to get ready for the pay-per-view. And when <laughs> it came on at, like, yeah, when it came on at, like, 7.30, I was like, really? Like, normally it comes on, like, right before the main show starts. So there's yeah. still, like, 10 minutes in between um, when the, like, main show happened. So, yeah, uh, it, it was... It was strange, like, just to that point about the timing, I felt mm-hmm. like this match had a lot of time to it. Like, I wasn't expecting it to go on for as long as it did. Yeah, they. But, I think they, they had mm-hmm. to have gotten at least 10 minutes. Oh, definitely. It felt Which, like, I mean, yeah. for, a, for a pre-show match between Carmella and Liv Morgan, like, I just wasn't expecting that. It felt like it went on for a long time, though, and maybe just because those two don't usually get that much time because like, yes. when you're on SmackDown or on um, on one of the weekly shows, the matches typically just aren't that long. I, I mean, even still, especially for the women and and this exactly. is, I, I like I like this match. But how did you feel about it? No, I, that's what I was saying. Like, uh, I guess a lot of people don't, don't realize, but like ten minutes is go pushes you up to like a media medium match length time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. You know, when you think of like long stuff, like I think even Roman and Finn only got 20 minutes tonight. So, yeah. So the women getting pinned, that's about that does feel long because they've been wrestling Mm -hmm. five minute matches on SmackDown, like you pointed out. So Mm -hmm. I but I I thought it was really good. I love the crowd was so behind Liv Morgan. Like she is so over and I love that for her. And that's what I really took away from the match. I thought that Liv is over. They got the mm-hmm. crowd hype. They did a really good job in the match. Like the match was, was good. It was serviceable. And then Liv got the win, which was which was very necessary. So I, it was amazing. You know, it was good for what it, what it needed to do for it to yeah. warm the crowd up. Yeah, I do need to complain, though, about one aspect of the match. And I'll say the, the positive first. You know, uh-huh. I really love their chemistry and I always forget how good it is just to see Carmella and Liv. And I'm not usually uh-huh. like in the past, I haven't usually been too excited for either of their matches. Honestly, I think for Liv, I've been a little bit more excited with Carmella. We talked about her gimmick just kind of being off, but there's something about the contrast of their two styles and um, uh-huh. Kind of even being from similar places with that New York, New Jersey type of connection going on right. and uh-huh. contrasting like Carmela's uh, most beautiful woman in the world gimmick with uh, Liv's gimmick. But the, to that point, I I was kind of bothered by commentary because they were clearly trying to get over the fact that Liv Morgan is quote unquote relatable. And they kept saying she's so relatable she's so relatable and i'm just picturing vince mcmahon yelling into the headset saying like just talk about how relatable she is which is like not a way that you convince people that she's relatable like i'm sure that there are many things that are relatable about her but i i did think that was interesting and i know this isn't the first time that i heard that um Uh in how they talk about her but it is very clear they're trying to get her over as this person who's like a you know like the fans um but Uh you know commentary could do better to establish it um but beyond that i have no complaints about this match and what they did and again was so happy about the time that they had just to shine and show off like a bunch of different sides of what they can do in the ring well i'm gonna believe you on that because i don't know because for the first like um no because for the first 20 minutes or so that we had peacock on the we could hear the Spanish announce team, yeah. announce team with yeah. the with the English announce team during that uh-huh. match. So I could same. not tell what was going on. I was like, "What is no, happening? Same. Well, this is going to be same. another. This is going to be another uh, podcast of us complaining about the Peacock app because they cannot yeah. do anything right, and I hate it here. I I've hated it ever <laughs> since WWE has switched over to Peacock instead of the network. And we were really, I was really sitting. There, I'm like, am I crazy? Why am I here? Yeah, I was like, I was watching on my my phone, and I was like, wait, oh, let me wow. check the settings. And I went over to the subtitles. <laughs> I was like, wait, no, it's English. English off. Okay, good. Um, 
Yeah, that was the moment. But then it went it went away eventually. Mm-hmm. But people yeah, actually, started adding them on, on social media. Well, it's funny because I I had the you know I was listening to the start of the match and then the subtitles were on, so it was kind of getting distracting. So I just turned down the audio for for a lot of it because I said like, I I think I could actually appreciate this match more like without like the the double commentary in our ears. Um, uh-huh. Even though I, I didn't understand the, the Spanish commentary. Um, but you know what? I think that um, that for me did not take away from things. But it is kind of sad because I'm sure that that did distract people from the quality of the the performance, I'll say. Uh-huh. Exactly. And that's, what, and that's what I really am trying to make sure I, I don't let all of the technical difficulties, because that's what we were talking about at WrestleMania, too. It's like, mm. you can't try to try not let the technical difficulties uh, get in the way of enjoying what, you know, those yeah. two women really did uh, a, mm-hmm. a pretty good job. Uh, you know, they did a good job. Your, you know, your main complaint was commentary. So, yeah, um, I enjoyed it. And um, I really hope Liz gets a push. Now, I don't know what that looks like, but yeah. I definitely want to see more of what, of, of her. And, and Carmella, of course. I think I think mm-hmm. Carmella's going raw in this draft. So um. that would that would be really interesting. I mean, I don't I don't know. I haven't even thought that far ahead, but it's interesting yeah. because the first time that I heard the draft mentioned in the main show, at least, or or even during the matches, was during the first match of the night um, when they were talking about the draft which is coming up on Friday, Friday. Um, mm-hmm. happening on this coming Friday with SmackDown and also on um, the following Monday with, with Raw. And yeah, they it was interesting tonight. that maybe I just didn't like, didn't hear it or wasn't paying enough attention to the commentary, but I mean, they didn't seem to stress the draft consistently throughout the call. I mean, they definitely didn't stress the draft consistently throughout the card, which I thought, was interesting like you would think Mm -hmm. that they might mention like oh this person could be drafted especially in the tag team matches but um you know again we'll get we'll get into it we'll get into it yeah exactly um so another match that was literally announced that night basically Mm -hmm. on the spot was we got Bobby Lashley versus AJ Styles oh sorry Bobby Lashley (laughs) with AJ Styles and Omis Versus the New Day, uh, Big I see what you did Xavier, there. And Kofi Kingston. My bad. Um, took, took no, no, took, took me a while. I see it was basically AJ Styles versus Bobby Lashley at the end, so um, that's fair enough. And you know, I like this. First of all, I will say I like I had the pre-show on, but I had the audio turned down like but from the beginning I had it on and mm-hmm. I missed whatever it was that happened that set the match but I heard as they said the start of the match that it was due to a backstage attack during the pre-show yeah, yeah I, I wasn't watching happened. it then I wasn't watching the pre-show it then was. but it was like yeah. early right it was early in the pre-show and I did see a clip that um the Bobby and them attacked Big E and then the New Day jumped in. They all jumped in, and it was the backstage fight. And, mm-hmm. Excuse me. So that's what led to the match. So that's then, what I during, yeah, during Liv and Carmella, that's when they announced that that match would open the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They didn't need to announce that during the living. This is the <laughs> right. I know that you were talking about this with NXT 2.0, and I won't go into it. But you know, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but just like the random things that happen for men's segments or other segments during the women's matches. It's just annoying because it's like, a, it's always, it's been a trend, you know, the, at least as long as I've been a wrestling fan. So whatever, it's cool. This is something small and it makes sense because like they had to announce it during the pre-show. They probably could have announced it during the panel, but Hey, I missed it. That's when, again, we were talking about the commentary during the match. So uh-huh. I'm not surprised that, that um, I missed it. Yeah, the announcement exactly. of it at first. So this, I mean, this match was really fun. It was really good. I thought, um, I thought the intensity, like, on each side was good. But, like, 
I don't know. The whole AJ and Bobby stuff um, was interesting and it makes sense. You know, mm. it made sense for them to lose because they're not they're not a trio. You know what I'm saying? Then yeah. they have been wrestling with each other for like the past what, six years or whatever. Seven years now. It was kind of basic. It was basic. Yeah. And it told a very simple story, which was mm-hmm. the New Day. Great team. They have the chemistry. AJ and Omas haven't teamed with Lashley truly. You know, they don't have that relationship and chemistry, obviously, to the level that the New Day have. And that all panned out. Like, that's the story of the match. And, you know, it ended with the miscommunication between AJ and Lashley. Really, it was like part conflict, part miscommunication. Um, but, you know, it was what it was. Like, it, it makes sense mm-hmm. that it went the way that it did. I thought it was interesting that during this match on commentary, because commentary was 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 sorted out, um, they mm-hmm. announced, they, they were talking about how the draft was Friday and how the New Day might be teaming together for the very last time, which is, like, a ridiculous Oh, my God. That would be but, so ridiculous. <laughs> But, I mean, I did think it was interesting that they talked about this here because later on in the card, like with literally the next match, which was a tag team match, not to skip ahead to that, but, you know, they Mm -hmm. didn't talk about the draft at all on the commentary because I was trying to figure out, like, were they teasing everyone potentially breaking up? And and so that was odd to me. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that the New Day will break up i mean they're they always find ways to stay together so who really like even cares if they're on separate brands they're still going to be the new day right exactly and that's what and that's what happened in the last brand split you know they've been split yeah. for since the last one so but it just doesn't like i i've never been a fan of splitting tag teams in yeah split if you don't know yeah. what you're going to do with them and you just do it for the shock of them being on draft they're like oh like come on Stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so and I, I, I thought this I was will good. Say with that though, mm-hmm. that the one thing I thought that was interesting that they kind of teased was AJ and Amas splitting up, just because that would be really interesting, and at least the way that they kind of hyped it up, like just to see Amas on his own uh, as like a one man wrecking crew. I could, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I might like that. I, they're probably not going to do it, but um, I wouldn't mind. But then again, you know what? They're like the probably the the biggest tag team on mm-hmm. Raw at this point. So maybe that's not a good thing if they they split up another tag team. Right, exactly. And we talked about it last episode, but the the tag team divisions for both the women and the men is just that there's no attention being paid to it. So I could I can't even tell you who the other tag teams on Raw are. What the Vikings? Experience? They call them experience. Extra, Raiders. I, the, um, no, no, it's the Viking I, Raiders. I was getting confused but that, because they, yeah, they exactly. did. They went by a Viking experience for one week. Okay, good. <laughs> and then they came back as <laughs> the Viking Raiders, and then their but their finisher is called the Viking Experience. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's just not even pretend. Like the New Day could just politic their way to stay together. Let's. I wish that politicking yeah. were more of a part of pro wrestling where they're just like, yeah, like they, they literally should have shots of like people in shadowy corners talking with Vince uh, McMahon about like wh- whatever. I don't know, but that would yeah. be nice to see. The, like we've said before, like the New Day consistently know how to talk to Vince. They have Vince's yeah. ear and all of that. They basically get to write their own creative for themselves. Yeah. So. Uh, but I did like that this, like, uh, Biggie pinned Lashley in this. And I oh, liked totally. how, yeah, and I liked how it, it did make Biggie, like, look strong. And then mm-hmm. I loved all of the promos, like, the, the promos between Biggie and Lashley throughout the show yeah. that set up their match for Raw on Monday. Kicking so, off the show. They're the kicking WWE off the show. Title. So yeah, that's really going to be cool to see. And I, I yeah. You know, I I uh I think I especially liked the promo from Biggie that came after the Lashley promo because he was just so fired up and yeah, you know again traditionally we've seen him in the tag team we've seen him in the goofy role but it was just nice to see him 
like angry. Um, I appreciated mm-hmm. that. Exactly. And, and so the, the WWE, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to push, they're trying to get those ratings up and they're telling you exactly when this match is going on. So that's, that's such, that's so good for the both of them. And, and I, let's see, I don't know who's playing Monday. Wait, the Eagles are playing Monday night, I think, but mm-hmm. I'm going to be watching that, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, so it doesn't, oh, oh, oh. Oh. Not the Eagles. I'm talking about Raw. I'm going to be watching Raw. Oh, oh, oh okay. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was worried. I'm definitely going to be watching that because I, I want to see that, you know? Yeah. And um, just a reminder, if, we, if uh, to any of the listeners, if you want to, you can uh, submit a audio question or comment and we'll play it on the show. That's right. Uh, but next up, we have uh, Street, po- Street Profits versus the Usos for the SmackDown uh, Championship. And mm-hmm. this was good, but I think my expectations but, yeah. were so high that it, wow. it kind of didn't meet my expectations. But mine were so low because mm-hmm. they kept getting, uh, they kept going to, oh, um, Montez Ford was assaulted by Roman and the Bloodline on Friday. Like they kept hitting uh-huh. that point home. And then I also was wondering, like, it, are the street profits going to break up because yeah. Dawkins was, which by the way, JBL called Angelo Dawkins, Anthony Dawkins on the pre-show. So oh the disrespect God. is unacceptable, but yeah. I will say that like he went, okay. So Dawkins went to a wedding, so he couldn't be on SmackDown on Friday. What kind of yeah. storyline yeah. is this? I, I'm like that. He must have just really went to a wedding. Like I don't know. I like, hope it, so. And I, it's it, the it, worst like, thing. It, yeah, imagine that being be in a storyline, having to go to a wedding, so you can't show up, but you're not actually at the wedding. But uh, it to me, it, it was kind of like maybe he's like he asked them like you know like, I want want to go to this wedding. Can I have time off? They're like you're really asking for time off to go to a wedding. He's like you know, I, I gotta go to this wedding. So it was like them ripping him for you know, yeah. They're like oh Angela Dawkins had to be at a wedding. That's why he couldn't be here to help his friend. <laughs> you know. I mean, like he was supporting other friends clearly. So why are we upset? You know. If we could make time for war, for fighting, we have to make time for love too, right, Mari? Uh, I, I don't know. The WWE is like, nah. <laughs> yeah, so, they're but, like, if you're going to have a wedding, do it in our ring, and it better not end well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the funny thing is, now that you mention it, if any team might get broken up due to this job, it, pro- it definitely could be them. Um, I wouldn't mind it, and I, and that's mm. the thing I thought was weird. Sorry to cut you off, but that's no, what I thought know. was weird that they didn't even tease that. Like they mm-hmm. they teased the the teams breaking up in the first match, and then it didn't come up at all in this tag match. Yeah, but and, but yeah, but they like when they were walking to the ring for their match. Did you see where like Montez was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm I, like I'm I'm trying to get these titles from the Usos, and if you're not on the same page, and he's like, no, yeah. I want same page fam like what is that what was that like what was that he went to a wedding (laughs) another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. But those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. 
Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P.com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. So I think maybe like they could be the ones. And if so, like, I, I would be a little a uh, little sad only because like the Street Profits were like one of the longest reigning like champions at one point. Um, they've had both the Raw and the SmackDown titles, but I really feel like they they really like they didn't on the main roster. They didn't have a really 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 good feud. Like that feud between them and the Viking Raiders turned to comedy. And then yeah. it just kind of never got resolved because they added there was a third team that was added in there, and the third mm. team went, walked away with the belt. I can't remember if it's AJ and almost or if it was RK Bro, whatever. But mm. like it just, I just never felt like they had like a blood feud, which is why I was I was yeah. looking forward to this Usos one. But I don't know. It, but my Ford is, you know, he's it. He's got it all. And wrestling yeah. Roman, I'm pretty sure showed everybody. But I'm very, I feel bad for Dawkins because, yeah, I, I, Dawkins. If they break up, Dawkins is getting cut. I don't see any other way around it. He's no, gonna end up like Tucker. No, they can't do that. I, I don't think. I think I've told you the story on <clears throat> the podcast a few times, but Angela Dawkins had went through three. I think Montez Ford was like his third partner. Because um, yeah. he he was in NXT for a year. Yeah. He's in like d- developmental NXT, like NXT yeah. NXT, um, for years. And he was going through partners. They didn't know what to do with him. And it wasn't until him and Montez mm. linked up that they finally found the, the niche for him. So yeah, yeah. So if they break up, he'll go back to that. And that because that's exactly what happened with Otis and Tucker. Because it was the exact same thing with Tucker. Tucker was in developmental same like same amount had like five ten years something like that went through mm-hmm. multiple partners at one point he was partnered with uh wesley blake buddy murphy's old partner yeah um yeah and i think steve cutler at one point Probably. too one of the forgotten sons so yeah. like um he was partnered with at least like both of them at and then he didn't get pushed until it was him and otis and then he you know he gets cut otis is still still there I- so I, I, I can't believe that it. happening to Dawkins. No, I thought the same thing too. And I do think that they'll probably be broken up in the draft, especially because it's really weird that it wasn't teased, at least for me. Again, that was the thing for me that stood out. So, but right. then again, it was teased in a way of like, they, but they didn't talk about the draft in that context around the two of them. So I think that's going to happen. I do think, though, that they'll find some kind of role for Dawkins. I don't know what that would be. I hope that I they hope do. So. But let's, I mean, we'll see. But yeah, we're kind of on the same page with that one, that it's not looking great for them. Yeah. And Dawkins is actually really good in the ring. Like, oh, he. Totally he's really good in the ring. I just think he doesn't have as big a present mm-hmm. as, you know, Montez does. And that's the, the biggest problem for him. He needs to work on his frog splashes, I guess. <laughs> and maybe, you know, other things too, but maybe that's a good place to start. Yeah. You gotta start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, so the Usos, the Usos retained, yeah. um, which again was, a was a good match. Um, a lot of there's a lot of times like oh 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 you know but definitely the Usos walked away with the victory which I'm pretty sure we thought that would happen. No, yeah, yeah the, no surprise there. Yeah, the bloodline is still having to go really strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh. After that, we had Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair, and I will definitely say that the match itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't as bad as I thought it would be because <laughs> again you know I said I didn't like any of their, their last match that they had I don't think they have they definitely don't have like chemistry like in ring like really good in ring chemistry 
Um, but the the match itself was serviceable. Wasn't like yeah. too many botches. Um, mm-hmm. it looked fluid enough or whatnot. <laughs> um, <laughs> so shady. I mean, <laughs> it was I, I get. <laughs> my expectations were low, so yeah. they exceeded my expectations. But it wasn't spectacular, which is. I mean, maybe that's just me. What did you think of the match? Oh, well, here's what I'll give them. So, well, actually, there's two, there are a couple levels to this because there's also the post match stuff with Alexa. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Bizarre. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, I liked this match a lot because I was really thinking back to that Survivor Series match that they had a few years ago that we referenced that kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. And, you know, it, um, like, there, it's not even that they have like special chemistry per se, but I did like the, again, the story of the match. I liked how they booked it. I liked that Alexa was dominating the early part of the match and that, and and really strong throughout the match. And I would say that this was Alexa's best match of the year. And maybe that's not Mm. saying a lot because I mean, a lot of these matches have been booked around the gimmick and around the powers Mm -hmm. and, you know, that, that, uh, is a different story. That is a different element, but I really liked what they, what they ended up doing. And I felt that it was a good fit. And I thought that, you know, we, of course we, we saw Charlotte win, but they gave so much time to Alexa's, could we call it a breakdown after the match, which I appreciate. Yeah. I didn't know what was really going on, but I was very fascinated that they literally gave like they gave minutes to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Charlotte Charlotte wins two, um, and Mm -hmm. then Charlotte destroyed Lily. I wasn't. I was actually surprised that happened. To be quite honest, I thought the whole reason why they brought the Charlie doll. Yeah. So she could destroy that, and Lily mm-hmm. comes out unscathed. But she destroyed Lily, and I was like, "Oh, snap. yeah, <laughs> yeah, like don't that. do that." Can you imagine? That's just not right. Don't do that. You didn't have to go there, Charlotte. That was uncalled for, and the unmitigated gall it took for her to assault Lily like that. What has Lily ever <laughs> done to anyone? And Lily has really been active. She hasn't just been there. We've seen her wink. We've seen her sit up. Okay, and so now you're a we, Lily stand. And now, <laughs> well, I am just saying she worked hard. And, you know, I just think that, you know, RIP Lily, I assume. Hopefully she doesn't come back because that would be really creepy. Right. So, right. So then once she, once Lily's all torn up, Alexa Bliss starts like yelling and stuff. And it's just a weird breakdown. But yeah. unfortunately for Alexa, I don't know if you noticed this, Matt, but like oh, I no. think she had she had like an out like an Alcatraz seltzer cab in her mouth. What? And yeah, you of course you didn't notice. I this. wasn't paying attention. Yeah, Alexa Bliss had like an Alcatraz seltzer <sighs> cab in her mouth, so she it was supposed to be so she was supposed to be kind of like foaming at the mouth or whatever. Oh. Um, yeah, so when she was yelling, I, I, I first saw it like when she was like in the ring, yeah. and um, I saw I was like, "What's that white thing on her tongue?" When she kept like opening uh, her mouth and yelling, but it, it was it was most apparent when she was on the um, at the top of the ramp yelling. You know what? The camera was right in her face. Wow, I didn't notice though because I was just. Like, I was so caught off guard by what was happening because I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be a 10 second segment. And I looked away and I'm like, wait, she's still doing, wait, what? This is still going on. So Uh that interesting. Uh, I mean, they didn't need that, which is another thing. Like, I thought that just her reaction and how long it went on for was powerful. And I'm glad that she wasn't foaming at the mouth because that would have been strange. Well, so and so apparently, like next to Seltzer was like a bottle of water, but she couldn't get the water open. So 
She was relying on her own spit to try and form Wait, the foam. This is yeah. wild. I need to yeah. go back and watch this again. Yeah. Because, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she, they said she couldn't get the water bottle open. In time, I think so. that she said, I'm not going to get this water bottle open because I know that if I start foaming at the mouth, that that's not that she can't live that down like that's a little bit too far and a little bit too wild and it's like but what's, that's what's your than, gimmick then what's she your gimmick even put the tab in there then because <sighs> that threw me all the way off no, she had to she had to look thing. like she was trying so i get it i see her she she botched that on purpose i like it oh god but yeah so but anyway yeah it was a very long segment after Ugh. with her screaming so we don't know where this is gonna go i'm assuming i, I guess they have to continue feuding at the very least mm-hmm. maybe well, um we'll see the, yeah and then but at first i was like oh did the gimmick change maybe like lily's gone and she was gonna be released but then she was you know but then she started yelling, and I was like, "Hello!" Oh, I didn't realize this going to make her even crazier. Though, like, we don't need Alexa with <laughs> rabies, and I'm glad that we're steering away from that because, again, that's uncalled for, and that's just another. I don't, I don't know, Mari. You, you, mm-hmm. you dropped the bomb on me with this one, but <laughs> I liked what we got out of it, and I thought that it made Alexa look. You know, not look good necessarily, but just look like an interesting character that they want to spend some more time and energy on than they, you know, have over the last few months, especially. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I I agree. Um, but yeah, I I think maybe we get a little bit more between the two of them going going forward. Totally. But Charlotte retains; she's still the women's champion. So we'll see she if. Is the draft affects anything or, or or that, but she's basically a one-man wrecking crew over there in the Raw Women's Division. So at, the, Raw, yeah. the Raw Women's Division really needs like a shot in the arm because it's, <sighs> I don't I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, you like know, it. you know what I would like to see and it's interesting because we've heard about, maybe we talked about this very 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 little if we have it all but there's this idea of queen of the ring and some kind of queen of the ring tournament potentially coming up i wonder if that would happen on raw or or in line with charlotte in some kind of way i don't i don't have high expectations for that to be honest because I think there's so much more that they could always do. Like I would love to see an open challenge situation with Charlotte where we're getting back, you know, some of these people who are still active wrestlers, some of the women who are still active wrestlers, but not on the roster. We're never going to see it. I don't think we're ever going to see that. And I would love that, but um, you know, let's see what, what happens. You, you made a great point last week on the show, just about the fact that, um, there aren't that many face women on the well on the I think you were saying on the raw roster especially and so yeah let's see what what happens and what they even try to do here because who knows there's not really many women period it's outside of like yeah Nikki Nikki and Rhea who are the tag champs right now Shayna and Naya. Naya just went for surgery, mm. and Natty and Tamina are technically they were they're on SmackDown if I remember correctly before they won yeah, the title. So I I don't think I'm missing anybody. No, I don't. Maybe someone's going to be called up. Like this actually yeah. could be a great. Place well, that's for, what the draft is for. Yeah. To your point, though, this could be a to your again to your point last week on our episode or I guess really a few days ago on our episode Io Shirai could be a good challenger for Charlotte I mean there is some history there I could I mean I could see that happening I don't know if it would be the most interesting but no it'd be interesting I just don't want to see Io lose to Charlotte yeah exactly yeah but I I, and Uh and that's kind of where I maybe that's the like for me at this point, that's the most viable option in because I, I really 
you know, don't know where this could go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, we had uh, Jeff Hardy, Sheamus, and Damian Priest yeah. going for the United States title match. And this was really good. This match mm-hmm. was so good. Just, it was just, it just felt like bodies flying everywhere. That's the right. type of match it felt like <laughs> between three, these three men. And it was just really fun. I love everything about the match until the roll up at the end. I really did yeah. not like that. That was the one thing I was like, really? Damien Priest retains on a roll up. Um, mm-hmm. I think he rolled up Seamus, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like, the, I hate that because it, it made it come off like it was a fluke win, you know? Yeah. And then he shook hands with Jeff Hardy. And, you know, I, I wasn't that into this match, mostly because I was still thinking about the Charlotte Alexa thing, but also looking ahead to what we talk later on the card. And it does bother me that Jeff Hardy was not in Extreme Rules. You know, not like Extreme <laughs> Rules capital right. letters, but just like give us some kind of stipulation match with yeah. him on a card that like really has his namesake or, you know, whatever you would call it. That That's uh-huh. the one thing for me. So I was, I, I wasn't, over the moon about it but it was good and i think your point about it kind of did feel like a little bit of a car crash like jeff hardy flying all over the place and they're all they're Uh all going going for each other which was cool but yeah i wasn't that into this one i and there was a botch in there too not that oh when they fell back when when Priest priest fell off the apron but shit Uh yeah i guess he was supposed to probably do the sheamus spot of like you know Seamus or the, the opponent over the rope and Seamus slapping the chest I think Priest might have been going for something uh, like that but he just slipped off and had to recover that's like my one note I didn't <laughs> that I wrote down that. for this match I thought about I thought it was the other one where Priest and Jeff Hardy were about to do um, something it was like maybe a twist of fate or something and they both fell down like, mm, in, like in the center of the ring and they got up and, and Jeff yeah. hit the twist of fate yeah, but, it was like a little that to me. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It felt it all felt a little bit sloppy. It all felt a little bit sloppy. And then at the end, the fact that Jeff Hardy shook hands with Priest or whatever it was that they did in the ring after. It's like you're supposed you were just fighting each other. Like you should be more upset. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But uh, I really liked it. I don't know. I liked it. Damian Priest retains. I I hate hate that it was just a little roll up, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, but I thought it was a, a I like the match. I think it it does set up Damian Priest as a fighting champion, and I'm mm-hmm. kind of hoping that he moves on from Sheamus and Jeff Hardy, and that like uh, he gets you know he continues his open challenge totally just and uh, gets maybe some new blood in there for the for that championship. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I wonder if like we're going to get Karrion Cross in there with Damian oh, Priest cuz he's kind of been in that universe, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, my thoughts exactly. <laughs> so, we'll see. We'll see where it goes, but I I I mean, they could do so much better with with Priest, I think. Like he I think where he shines is where he's like the younger up and comer um and which i guess is the case in this match but uh-huh. you know i would like to see him in more main event matches just to kind of pull him up and elevate him and say this is going to be the next guy because i do get that vibe um just from a lot of his booking this year uh-huh. exactly and like he's tall he can go in the he ring he he knows Bad Bunny because they pointed that out again today mm-hmm. because uh, they were at the Latin Billboard Awards. Oh. Um, so I like I, that's what I'm saying. I do love that they are like really legit behind yeah. him pushing yeah. him yeah. as a fighting champion, and he looks great. He mm-hmm. I, I do want him to get in a, a real program again where it's not just I'm fighting you because you have my title. But yeah, you know it can it can it can happen. It's no rush for all of yeah. that. 
Um, and just a reminder to any of the listeners, please feel free to submit an audio question or audio comment and we'll play it um, during the show. Um, so we got to get into the meat and potatoes of this. Ooh. Our last two matches. Oh my God. <laughs> so we had Becky versus Bianca for the Women's SmackDown uh, Championship match. And this match, like, I thought the crowd was a little dead here, a little bit more than I, I like. But they, I mean, they were going back and forth. They're like, let's go back to EST. Let's go. There was a lot of going back and forth. Yeah. For the chance, but for like the spots, I don't think they were getting into the spots. Well, let me, let me, let, I'll be honest. So, I actually turned down the volume for this one because I was having such a good time watching. I really was watching this match closely, intently, mm-hmm. because it was, you know, sometimes the commentary, the fans, and their reaction is distracting. And I always feel like when I see two people in the ring and I'm really excited for them, that I just get distracted by. Like, what's commentary saying? Are the fans reacting like they probably should? So I was listening, uh-huh. but I was more watching. Um, actually, I was watching both. Well, watching it, but even more, it was just watching all of, I mean, Bianca's mannerisms, which I think, you know, Bianca's flawless, but that's not a surprise. Like, we knew, and she's constantly shown us how great she is. But the thing with Becky is that I... I don't think I ever gave her enough credit. I mean, especially as a heel, because we hadn't seen that. Watch her, like literally put the match on mute, like go back and watch it. And you will be amazed because it's so subtle, but just the way that she walks, her facial expressions, she kind of like broods around the ring. And it is very, it is so well done. I don't know how she perfected a heel character so well, but like her non-verbals, I think are what get the gimmick over because I have been thinking about how, how does she, how, like how, why are people booing her when they love her? And I think, again, it comes down to not only Bianca being a wonderful baby face who is just so phenomenal in all she does, but also just Becky really being a great, really fun heel. Yeah, and I agree, and that's kind of the the beginning of the match. Like it was kind of slow because it was a lot of slower spots. It was a lot of Becky taunting, um, which is of course heels do. Yeah, but it was a lot of low impact stuff. Like you know, it was Becky keeping Bianca down, and, and for most of the match, and uh, it it didn't start picking up until Bianca started getting more offensive. You know, mm-hmm. and and. And then it, we got more of it back and forth. Then all of the reversals, which I love, which yeah. is a staple in like Becky Lynch matches. People, you know, I don't know if it's been so long, but you forget. But Becky is, you know, she's a, a, a submission, not a submission, but like a technician when it comes to yeah. like wrestling. And Bianca's hanging in there with her, like yeah. with the, the reversals, them both reversing, reversing, reversing. Like that, that was so good at that match. But I really, I agree with you. I definitely might need to go back and watch it on mute because half the time I was thinking like, this is great. Why am I not hearing any good reactions to it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, I knew, I knew, I knew that was because like it was, it wasn't. At, yeah. I'm with you in terms of the reaction, at least at the start of the match from what I heard. And then I turned it back like later on in the match or turned it all the way up later on in the match um you know of course around the finish because uh-huh. it was very interesting to hear and that again i was disappointed with the crowd reaction in and very confused actually um when the finish ended i feel like i should leave it to you to say yeah. who ran in <laughs> and what happened even though you predicted so, it yeah so we the setup in the the match itself was Becky. Becky had been trying to get um, Bianca into the armbar for like most of the match, right? Mm-hmm. And we get a part where Becky has Bianca like middle of the ring, almost in that armbar. Bianca has has thwarted the attempt at least three times at this point, 
And then she starts rolling around, rolling around, and you're like, oh God, oh God. But mm-hmm. but Bianca like stands up, has Becky on her shoulders. You're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, oh my God, she's about to hit the KOD. She's about yeah, to hit the KOD. Literally. I was so excited, like two seconds away from the KOD. Mm-hmm. And Sasha Banks runs out rude. and like hits her in the face. Right, rude. I have rude. never been so disappointed to see Sasha Banks. I was like, and the way that Sasha. she did it too, it was funny because it was, I mean, and you know what? It's great because she's a heel, but she just ran in and shoved Bianca. Yeah, like exactly. it wasn't that's like she, she did anything fancy either. It was good. She just went in and shoved. And then she, of course, did a bit more, but yeah, yeah. I was so not Chris, no that. music yeah matt no music nothing yeah. we just look over that. and sasha is in the ring pushing yeah. them yeah. um the bell rings disqualification she starts beating up bianca yeah. and in enough time for becky to go and grab the the belt and just kind of cower in the corner and yeah. be like oh we're good we're good you know mm. we're cool we we great we straight we're and then <laughs> or not because uh Sasha Banks then turns on Becky and beats Becky up some some, uh, some more and it yeah. goes back and forth between beating the two of them up. Um, I I will say the good thing about the booking of that beatdown was that Becky didn't get any offense in and didn't fight that. Like I think that if Becky would have tried to fight Sasha, maybe it would have been like a face reaction for Becky in the moment um, mm-hmm. or it just would have been again like the heel heel thing which was just strange anyway with right. Sasha attacking Becky like I almost wish that they would have sided together because that would have been like even more insurmountable odds for Bianca but I mean you have to assume that this is going to lead to a triple threat or exactly. to like a draft situation where one of them gets taken out of the equation but I, I assume it'll be a triple threat right and that's what I, and that's the only reason why I'm a little uh, like uh, about the ending of it because we know the draft is coming right mm-hmm. so it's like if, if you're going to continue this storyline then yes cool yeah. I would love to see a triple threat between the three of them I would love a three way feud between the three of them but knowing that the draft is five days away, mm-hmm. I'm kind of afraid that we're not going to get a satisfying conclusion to the three of them. You know, yeah. we we might even just get a triple threat on SmackDown, honestly. You know? Yeah, but it's so awkward, What like the way that they kind of did it, because, I mean, it's not surprising, but it is awkward because, again, the heel, heel, face, Thing does, yeah. it doesn't add up it doesn't work yeah so mm-hmm. i don't i hope that they figure out like how to do something with it um to make some sense of all of it rather than just moving on but we'll i mean we'll see right we'll see because again with the women they kind of need to reshuffle some people the, the somehow yeah. i mean maybe there's a world where bianca like in in my head maybe it's let's just say montez Ford is drafted to Raw. Bianca is also drafted to Raw. Maybe we get Bianca and, you know, and Charlotte next. I don't know. But I don't know. I, I could see that I don't being know, really but I feel annoying. Like... I could see Bianca, you know, fuming that she was drafted for that yeah, reason. I was about you know, to say, it feels like they, she was just over there. Yeah. Like, she was just drafted to SmackDown in the last draft. They could do whatever you know? they want. Yeah. They can sloppy 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 but we'll see we'll see what they do um i have no clue and that's what it it could be a good chance for again like you have sasha and becky as the heels as the head heels on that on smackdown and maybe this is where Liv morgan kind of pulls up i don't or whoever else i don't even know who else would be you know in that in that spot to kind of fill in the the you know, the baby face women's role if Bianca were to leave, but may I, maybe I'm over, over, over fantasy booking it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just like my husband thinks that uh, Sasha, um, Bianca, and Becky are all going to stay on the same 
Right. I'm like, I don't think there's any way in, in we'll see. hell that happened. We'll see. It's, yeah. So it's such a, it feels like such a roadblock, but I do all of that technical hmm. stuff aside. I really like this. I like, I'm so excited for all three of them to like, to, to be on the mic against each other and then to like, yeah. uh, fight. So, yeah. Um, this is so great. And Bianca is literally standing in a ring with two of the horse women yeah. and holding her own. Mm-hmm. So like, I can't complain y- yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And again, it's still, I- I'm wondering what the status of Bailey is, like how, how yeah. she's doing with her recovery time. Because again, at this point we have all four horse women are healed. And yeah. two of them have the belts. I would love just to see like the the horsewoman with the, of course a heel faction and just going mm-hmm. from brand to brand, just wrecking stuff, and then like mm-hmm. Bianca has to find a get a ragtag group of of women <laughs> to kind of fight them. That'd be kind of cool to be quite honest. Yeah, but you know what? We're I was so gonna ahead say, of ourselves. Like, I was going to say Bailey needs to get her her ponytail on. She needs to get her her no. her, excuse me, her side pony, her headband. She needs to get it all going because Bianca needs some help. But you know, I no, like your Bailey's idea a lot be better. I like, I like your idea be, a lot better. I like your idea a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, so we got to go into our last match. Um, we do. Yeah, um, Roman versus the Demon Finn Balor. And so for the, uh, the uh, Universal Championship. Uh, yeah. And this was, okay. So weird. This, uh, yeah, it was weird. So at first I was like, okay, I'm not really too excited for this match. It's whatever because yeah. Finn's not winning. You know, yeah. at this point, it's kind of like we Roman's keeping that joint at least until Crown Jewel to face Brock. So yeah, but the match itself got me like it, got, it gets you really hyped because it's an Extreme Rules match finally we finally get an Extreme Rules match yeah um we get the Kindo the weird Kindo Six bundle thing that Finn Balor had they well, go out into the crowd yeah. and yeah. Uh, Paul Heyman ha- hands Roman his mask to go out into the crowd which I was like that's amazing right um, but also. Roman, please get away from those mouth breathers because he's immunocompromised. Exactly. (laughs) I didn't like, I mean, I, exactly. I didn't, I mean, yeah, he didn't need to go out into into the crowd for Mm -hmm. any reason. That's exactly what I was thinking about because I, I, for all the, he didn't, what's the point? I mean, the crowd stuff was fine. And I will also say they weren't, um, they were in the crowd. Like I even wrote down they're in the crowd, but like it wasn't in the crowd. Like, it wasn't in in the crowd. It wasn't mm-hmm. in in the crowd. Like it wasn't it was with near the people the, touching um, them. Yeah, it was near the uh, the the booth for the pre-show. pre-show. Exactly. Yeah, it, literally, that's that's where where they were they were fighting. So, yeah, but that it makes sense mm-hmm. that they did it that way, and I appreciated that. Yeah, and they picked back up once they got back into the ring. Um, it, because Finn was getting in his op- office, he got yeah. back into the ring. Finn hits the coup de gras. Yeah, covers Roman, and it was looking like lights out until the Usos came out, pulled him off. Because of course, Extreme Rules, uh, the Usos like put him through a table or something like that, like Finn, and yeah. um, something to that effect. But they start beating up Finn Balor, really? and. Well, okay, wait. No, they they started to beat up Finn Balor, but Finn, Finn yeah. actually, yeah, started beating up the Usos. But then he, went he turned into around. Demon mode. And, yeah, well, no, no. Before that, he turned oh. around and he got speared by Roman into yes. the the barricade, and that's where like the, the, he got speared by Roman. Everybody was laid out. The Usos were laid out. Roman was laid out. Finn was laid out. 
And all of a sudden, the lights go down. We get this, this beeping and, and this or whatever. And Finn gets resuscitated. He goes into demon mode. He like smoke is coming off of things. Yeah, yeah. He like th- he throws Roman back into the ring. He's at the top uh, turnbuckle, about to go for the coup de gras again. And then all of a sudden, the the turnbuckle belt just flies off. Everybody's like, was that Paul Heyman? Paul, did Paul Heyman do that? Turnbuckle, the turnbuckle flies yeah. off, Finn falls, gets hit by a spear, and and Roman um pins him. But at that yeah. point, like the lights, the lights came back up. Like it was red. His music was playing. It looked yeah. really cool, and it, it made did. me think that they were like, oh well, we don't have the fiend anymore, so we need to make. A, another supernatural character or something uh, like that. But it, yeah. I, I don't know. It looked really it cool. I lot. thought it did look cool. It looked cool. It looked very cool. Weird, the one part that cool. yeah, the part I would say is goofy is the, the theme music playing. Because uh-huh. I don't know what it is, but just like that part for me it is like, okay, someone in the production truck hit that. Otherwise <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's what it felt. It's like it's in, uh, in the demon signaled mm-hmm. and was like okay i need the i need the dried ice uh the smoke of uh like he just got his lighting and the show and had them pull it off but you know it was it did look cool. the thing with the rope was so strange because it, it looked very dangerous it looked well it did it looked dangerous also because this the the ring was so smoky, so we couldn't even really see him, like, pretty much from, like, the waist up. And so I don't right. even know if he could see where he was falling or when it was happening right. or, like, I, it's just wild that we still don't know how it happened Which exactly. That they were blaming it on Paul Heyman because Paul Heyman was in the vicinity. But I'm pretty sure they did that on purpose because I'm... I, I feel like in order for that spot to actually really happen, I think he had to triggered it. Like Finn did. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? I, like he, I don't know. I think so. And, you know, one thing that's always interesting about stuff like this for me is just like what, um, what, like, was he using that corner, that rope, that turnbuckle before? Like anytime that they do that spot in wrestling, which I mean, I still love where like someone falls through the mat. You'll notice mm-hmm. going back that like no one took a bump on that spot or even like walked on that spot, or at least that's how they used to do it. And mm-hmm. I do wonder, like, if I go back, how much they were using that corner, or, like what Finn did to trigger it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe this, maybe there was some. I don't know. I can't even guess. But it was. No, I get what you're saying. I know his. His first play girl was off, off a different turnbuckle. Yeah, so it was off the. Could, I guess the, the. I would call it like one the closer to the left stage, one. Yeah. Almost, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, like, I see what you're saying there, but I thought well, it was interesting, I mean, and I thought it, yeah, I thought it, it was kind of helped protect him in a little, a, a little way. It did. Um, it was so, beautiful though because he was in demon mode, and then he fell off the turnbuckle, and then somehow that went away. Um, so someone's gonna have to explain to me how the demon works, but it was almost <laughs> like he was grabbing his leg, like he tore his ACL from like falling off the rope face first. And uh-huh. you know, if that's what it takes to get him out of the supernatural gimmick, then okay, yeah. that's good to Just know. Pain, yeah. Just like push him over, and he's done. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was that was very interesting because I didn't, you know, I just assumed that he would still have the demon powers, but maybe I just don't understand what those demon powers are exactly. Right, right. So, um, all in all, mm-hmm. very fun match. I mean, the crowd was into that match, that's for sure. So they were a, a very good match to end it on. I mean, Roman has really just been knocking it out of the park, like for from the, the beginning. whole year. Yeah, and all of his opponents. Too, of course. Um, but any final thoughts on the Extreme Rules pay-per-view, Matt? It was great. Um, Becky and Bianca are just phenomenal mm-hmm. in the ring and they mm-hmm. both play the role so well and we talked so much about that on the last episode. So if you want to hear us talking more about how great they are and breaking that down, listen to that episode. But 
other than that, I I liked this show and I thought it was really fun. I I you know, I was more excited for the matches than than I wasn't. And I yeah. did feel like WWE was really trying and pushing towards something. I will say I do wish that they would have teased the draft more and made that more of a storyline across the board. But other than that, like I'm with you on giving it like a, a B or something to to that effect. I said B minus. Well, I I a B minus a B is like a form a B minus is like a form of a B. We could go with a B minus, Mari. I didn't know if you wanted to. I do, I was just B. telling you what I no, I was just telling you what I thought. I thought it was pretty good. Um, where can the people find you, Matt? On the Wrestling Rehab, but also at Matt Scott TW. Follow me and Mari, um, mm-hmm. who will plug her stuff on Stereo, on Twitter. Um, hit me up and let us know your thoughts on Extreme Rules. Let us know if you have any questions that you want us to cover on our next episode and all that stuff. Um, again, can't recommend enough rewatching just certain parts of the pay per view. I really feel like that mm-hmm. Bianca Becky match was art, so um, mm-hmm. that's required rewatching. But yeah, mm-hmm. you know where, where to find me. And um, I will also mention that I just um, the other day released episode two of the podcast about Black Widow Brigade, the show on YouTube, made by Alex Gardner, who's the creator of Survivor of Philadelphia, and. Yeah, it was cool to talk with Latanya and Grace about that. And it's also been cool to hear from the podcasters who are part of the show and game just with their reactions and thoughts. So that's where you could find me now. And then, of course, Survivor 41 is happening. So there's definitely some stuff happening over there in the works. And um, hopefully you could hear me covering that soon enough, of course, on RHAP. But Mari, where could the people find you? Um, yeah, the people can find me here on stereo and on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. That's two like the number two. Um, mm-hmm. This is a, a podcast, the Wrestling Rehab Up. So if you're hearing us on stereo, uh, this is the Wrestling Rehab Up podcast. You can search for us wherever you get your podcasts, or you can go on YouTube to the Rob Has a Podcast YouTube page and find our video podcast there. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're here every week talking about and all the highlights of uh, WWE, AEW, the the weird week in wrestling doing the highlights. So um, find us, check us out, go support the the actual po- the podcast. Um, but yeah, I this was a really good. It was a very solid pay per view. I really like the flow of it, and it, it, a lot of it has me wanting to see what's next. So exactly. I think that's mission mission accomplished if anything totally. so, so um, totally. yes so if you uh haven't heard us before um go check us out go look for us and and go here uh go follow us um on our socials but other yeah. than that watch yeah. out for any flying elbows damn and we'll and we're out